0: From the mysterious, mist-enshrouded, mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily.
1: This is episode 20 of X and Y on the Fly. As always, I'm your host, Scott McKay, and here's my co-host, Emily McKay. And here we are on the first day of the year 2007. Can you believe it?
2: It's... This year went fast.
1: And ironically enough, here's the podcast we've been talking about doing for the past few weeks. It's on endings.
2: That's right. Endings for relationships at the beginning of the year.
1: Right. So just because we're going to talk about breakups and everything there is to know about breaking up with someone, why it would happen, why it should happen when it doesn't, how it happens. Like I said, everything you would want to ask or were afraid to ask about it.
2: That's right. And, you know, talking about breakups, especially at the beginning of the year, Is really appropriate because it could be a brand new start to a new thing.
1: Right. Just because a door closes, another one might open.
2: That's right. That's what happened with me last year, and I'm so thankful I did. Yeah,
1: me too. What do you know?
2: I got something great.
1: Yeah, there you go. So, hey, what better way to start than let's talk about our first cut we've got, which is from our mobile podcasting exercises and escapades that we've been doing this week. We went and hung out uh, this week, as we like to do and met some new friends, and one of the first questions we asked them was, why do people break up? The very question we opened with. So okay. what do you say? Let's
0: listen.
2: That sounds good. Okay, we're here with Michelle.
0: Michelle, let me ask you a question. Okay. All right, now, what's the best reason you can think of to Okay, now in the relationships you've been in, do you do the breaking up or does everybody break up with you? It's kind of mutual. Really? Mutual? So that's about the most honest answer I've heard of so far. So what happened?
1: Well, there you have it. Lots of good words there. What jumped out at me, Emily, first and foremost was the best reason to break up with someone is because they cheated on you.
2: Yes. Don't ever put up with that. I you, love her response. It's like, that's it. He's gone. No, well, no question about it.
1: What if you're married?
2: Ew. That's, that's, that's Well, isn't that
1: more complicated? I very mean, Very
2: complicated. The whole
1: issue of whether to break up when you're just dating versus breaking up after you get married, that's a really complicated one.
2: Right. And, you know, and if it's something that they're going to continue doing, even if you're married, if at all possible, you're better off breaking up.
1: Well, it's, if it's going to be habitual. Yes. And if there's any reason involved, if you're dealing with an unreasonable person, there's going to probably be a breakup in your near future anyway. Right. But I think that has everything to do with it. So obviously, if someone's going to be unfaithful right from the start in a, in a dating relationship, I mean, cut it off.
2: Yeah, because they're going to do this when you're married.
1: You know what another good thing is? What's that? To define what cheating means, please.
2: Oh, that, that's right. We were talking about this. There's a lot of different...
1: Parameters for cheating.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Every relationship is different. What's cheating to you may not be cheating to me. So that's another reason why two parties have to be completely reasonable. Because if someone gets too jealous... Like, if you're not with me 24-7 and you go to the grocery store and 40 minutes later you come home with $100 worth of groceries, you must have been cheating on me. That's not reasonable.
2: Right. But then again, if a man's running around with another woman. Uh, claiming I'm saying she's just a friend even right. though you know, he didn't come and home last night. spending lots of time with her and stuff. Come on now.
1: And every time he comes home, he has, he's freshly showered. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, that's a little different.
2: Or going to lunch with her and, or doing things with someone else. More than not, he does with and, his own. <laughs> and not telling her about it. Or
1: more than he does with his own wife or girlfriend. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think we've got that pretty much nailed down. What are some other reasons why you might want to break up with someone?
2: Um, they could be alcoholics.
1: Oh, we talked about the addiction thing, right. ad nauseum. But you know what I think is really interesting? How people kind of live a double life, especially at the front end of a relationship. In other words, I could tell you, Emily, that I am your Prince Charming because I know what it means to be the right kind of person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But deep down, I've got an addiction, and you're not going to find out until, until I've
2: fallen in love with you because you know if I, you get me there, then I'm going to have a I have the hooks baby. in, yeah. Right.
1: Well, what would you say to women who find themselves in that position? Wow. I know Get what out. Get out. I'd say the same thing to guys. Suffer you know, the
2: heartbreak.
1: Do it yeah, now. That's
2: what your girlfriends are for.
1: Yeah, the longer you let it drag on, the worse the heartbreak's going to be. And if someone was that dishonest with you that much up front.
2: Imagine what else is hiding imagine around Imagine what's the under there. Oh, gosh, oh, yeah.
1: exactly. Um, another thing that's right on the heels of that, I think is, you know, what if they have, like, skeletons in their closet they're not telling you about?
2: Right, like uh like hidden diseases?
1: Hey, oh, yeah. What if you find out later somebody has an STD?
2: Terrible. Hopefully you find out before anything happens.
1: Well, what do you do if you have an STD and you just start dating someone? I mean, if you tell them right then and there, hey, look, I have this incurable STD, they might break up with you. Would you recommend to somebody who wants to be honest with people and doesn't want to be broken up with, who finds himself in that unfortunate position, what do we say to that person?
2: Well, first of all, I would highly recommend not being intimate, first of all. Give it a few dates and then explain to them the situation and let them make that decision because ultimately it's going to be made anyway.
1: That's true. I mean, that's life. Um, The person's going to have to make the decision.
2: That's right. And at least you were honest with them and you didn't... Put them at any danger, or they don't feel like you put them in any danger. That you were respectful enough to do this, that might that might that might go a long ways for you.
1: Well, yeah, and you might be pleasantly surprised at how understanding the other person is. Right. I mean, there's been situations where men or women have been HIV positive, and their new acquaintance isn't, and the person didn't break up with them. That's right. And that's partly through an understanding of the disease, but also. I don't know what exactly drives that, but it's been known to happen. You know what I'm saying?
2: And you want an honest relationship.
1: And you know, who's to say that if I met someone who I really, really connected with, who had moved me in a way that I hadn't had happened to me in years, and I found out that this, happened, this was the case, whether you know, I would sit down and have a real human conversation with myself and with this other person and figure out what it was we really wanted out of life. I mean, this is a very, very complex question. Does someone who is HIV positive deserve to have a relationship? Should that relationship be only with other people who are HIV positive? If someone is HIV positive, I probably would break up with them rather than get into a sexual relationship with them.
2: Yeah, that would be the same for me, but I have a son to think about.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I think it's an honest answer. Right. Now... Is it a good idea then if you're HIV positive to seek out other people who are? Well, there's different strains of the disease.
2: That's right.
1: Um, And this goes for any kind of disease, you know, any kind of HPV, any kind of genital herpes, anything like that. I do not go around in my mind if I have an incurable STD. I don't go around telling people on first dates, on the first email to them, on the online profile,
2: Yeah, bad idea. I've got
1: this. Because then you'll never even make any friends. Right. But I think if you connect with someone and you find yourself connecting, it's a good conversation to have at that point. That's right. You don't let things get intimate and you don't let things go on from there. And you may get broken up with. And if the right thing to do in that case, and this is a different answer for everybody, but if the right thing to do in that case is to seek out people who are in the same position as you are, then so be it. I mean, look at me and you. You and I are both divorced for the same exact reason, and we can relate to each other at that level.
2: Yes, it made being together so much more nice.
1: Right. I mean, not everybody might be able to handle the fact that you and I have ex-spouses who have been clinically diagnosed with a mental disorder. Right. But you and I are perfect for each other.
2: Because we understand each other. We understand each other's exes. And when things happen, we're understanding. And you
1: know what it comes back to? Okay. Not settling. Not settling. Right. How much better is it to find someone you connect with at that level, no matter what that level is? Right. Exactly.
2: So that's something to think about.
1: Something to think about. Other reasons why somebody might break up with a person, and here here's one that's on a little more of a light note. I think women – now tell me what you think about this. I think women will break up with a guy eventually if he's prettier than she is.
2: Yeah. I don't think I've ever dated one who is prettier than me.
1: <laughs> well, maybe that's because they don't exist, Emily.
2: I'm sure there's yeah, plenty I was like out buttering there. Buttering
1: up for the night. I was semi-sarcastic there. Only semi. Now I think I think guys who are extraordinarily handsome,
2: pretty boys,
1: pretty boys. Well, even if they're super masculine, guys who are GQ model quality, right? Ultimately, have a difficult time keeping women engaged with their dating because it's it's incredibly difficult to be with someone who is outshining you from a physical perspective, especially if, for a woman, I would think, because women like to see themselves as being judged solely on that so much well, in this culture.
2: you know, I don't I don't think I would have minded dating someone handsome or better looking than me. It's just that most men who I've met or know of that are GQ quality looks in the looks department.
1: Stuck on themselves.
2: Yeah, just, oh gosh, just, ugh. Well,
1: there's another great reason to break up with someone. They looked great, but the more you get to know them, the less impressed you are. Oh, yeah. I think that one speaks for itself.
2: Couldn't stand it. It, it, No.
1: And every guy listening to me, I think, can relate. Guys, how many times have you ever been out with a woman and she looks so good and the more she keeps opening her mouth, the less interested you're getting? Right. I mean, it's just empty inside or irritating or frustrating the more you get to know her. And, man, what an object lesson there, not to place everything on looks.
2: Yeah, looks only get you so far, and then it actually sometimes doesn't get you nowhere.
1: Well, I'll tell you what also. So many guys are afraid to approach women because they look at her, think she's beautiful, and they've made the decision whether she's valuable to them or not. Just today I was talking to someone, and the subject came up again. Look, I'm I'm afraid to approach women. Well, is that because in your mind you've already evaluated that woman to be perfect based on her looks, or because... You're going to go to her knowing that you have value of your own and you want to evaluate whether she's right for you or not. And if it's the latter, it's amazing how the the approach anxiety goes away. But again, so many guys go out with a woman thinking she's so beautiful and get so excited about the date. And by 20 minutes, 30 minutes into the date, we as guys shock ourselves by being completely, utterly unattracted to this woman we thought was beautiful a half an hour ago.
2: Wow. Profound.
1: Well... Does that happen for
2: women also? Oh, yes, definitely. Well, tell me about it. Well, don't, we don't want a guy who, who is all about his looks and nothing else with no substance. And there's guys out there like that. Um, it's funny because men think we want guys who are like masculine with big muscles and all that.
1: Well, we want a masculine, but not necessarily muscled out. I mean, muscle. Out, right? the, mus- okay. the muscle
2: man. Right. And uh, most of us women are into that. We find a guy with just just loaded with tons of muscles and just, just heavily built, were generally turned off by that. <laughs> and that's because, I know I'm stereotyping, but in every situation I personally encountered, they are just so into themselves, they lack any other conversation that...
1: Well, any guy who thinks that he's better than everybody else and he's arrogant is going to get uglier to the woman who's on a date with him.
2: Right. There's nothing attractive about it. As the evening goes on. I'd rather have a guy who lacks looks, who I get along great with, than to be with someone like that.
1: Well, pleased to meet you.
2: (laughs) I didn't have to settle, though.
1: (laughs) Which brings us to the next one, which is if after a while you feel like you could have done better and you feel like you're settling, no matter how safe the relationship is or... Or how you feel like, hey, you know, if I break up with this person, I'm going to have to go and meet someone all over again. And let me tell you something straight up right there. I
2: hope we've all been in that boat. If
1: you break up with someone and you're scared about learning to meet someone and having to go get to know people all over again, first of all, get over yourself. Right. Go make some friends. Second of all, this can happen in 24 to 48 hours. Right. Ultimately. I mean, not that you're going to feel like you've known each other 10 years necessarily, although that can happen too, but... You know, it doesn't take that long to connect with someone if you've broken up with someone else. It isn't this big, long, drawn-out process unless you unless you want it to be.
2: You know, I think a lot of it is perception. If you're going to dread it, if your mindset is dreading it, you're going to, you're going to hate every moment of it. Yeah. You need to have a mindset of, you know what, I'm going to enjoy the process. Yeah. Have fun with it. And guess what? All of a sudden, the process of breaking up with someone and starting over...
1: Isn't so bad.
2: It's something to look forward to. Hey, have you ever
1: broken up with someone you weren't sure about, or and when you finally break up with them, you feel like a, a, a load has been lifted off your shoulder.
2: Oh yeah.
1: And it was like, why did I, why did I wait so long?
2: Yes, I should have done this sooner.
1: And that can happen with jobs. It can happen with classes. It can happen with anything. But you know, it's that freedom of escaping something and knowing it was the right thing right then and there that always is very rewarding.
2: Yeah.
1: So if you feel like you're settling for less and you know you can do better, first of all, break up for yourself, but break up for the other person because that person is going to be miserable knowing you're not satisfied with him or her.
2: You know, I've said this before. Right. I would hate to be with somebody who feels they have settled with me. I'd rather they broke up with me than to have married me or spent years with me.
1: Exactly. Now, you know what? Let's go back to what we heard our friends talk about there. What's that? We weren't only talking about why people would break up, but another interesting concept came up. And that was, who does the breaking up?
2: <laughs> is it the always breaking. the
1: men or is it always women. the women? And you notice the girl always says, well, you know, I do most of the breaking up.
2: Yeah, I think most women do most of the breaking up.
1: Well, let's listen to another cut where we continued on that topic with a few more other people. That's right. Here we go.
0: Okay, I'm talking with my friend Marvin. Marvin, are you a single guy? Uh, no. Single and dating around in the past. Uh, Yeah, yes, I got a whole fair share of that. Okay, well, let me ask you a question.
1: So there you go, a lot of different opinions from men and women, and it's funny how all the opinions are, whoever I am, man or woman, I'm the one who does the breaking up.
2: Right, but I think most women do the breaking up, though.
1: I would have to agree with you. Um, Women, in my mind, uh, give me your input on this, okay?
2: Okay.
1: I think women are thinking more in terms of, is he the one or isn't he? And then they make the decision, and they either
0: cut him off or they keep him. Right,
2: right. We're more emotional about it and think it through and... You know, if we're not, if our relationship is not heading where we want it, we break it up.
1: I don't know if men are not emotional, but I do think men say to themselves, ah, well, you know what, she's kind of cute and she's kind of nice. I'll keep her around for a while as long as she's willing to stick around. Maybe I can date some different people. Maybe she'll be okay with that. And, you know, if she's willing to stick around, who am I to get rid of her?
2: Right. So guys don't want to get rid of us. They just want to enjoy us. Right. Women, on the other hand, aren't willing to play that game. We're more straightforward as far as, yes, I want to date more or no, I don't, and move on.
1: You know what else is funny? I've seen this dynamic happen with lots of different couples, and you can see this in public a lot. You can always tell when a relationship's being driven just by the sex, because these people hate each <laughs> other. right. And I guess they're sexually attracted to each other, but they're still dating.
2: The energy's there?
1: They argue all the time, but because the sex is so good and obviously they feel like they're not going to find anything like that elsewhere, somehow they stay together. They don't even like each other. How sad. Have you known couples like that?
2: I've, I've seen couples like that before. I've never understood it, but I've seen couples like that. And, you know, you can find that same drive in somebody you actually like.
1: Well, I would agree. I mean, and that's all about deserving what you want. I mean, are you going to settle for this?
2: I hope not, and I beg you not to.
1: (laughs) Beg me not to?
2: I beg the audience not to.
1: Well, everybody listening also. I tell you what, a lot of times, especially when you're young, another thing that you do that probably should mean a breakup's going to happen, and usually does, growing apart, especially like let's say you start dating when you're in high school or you're a freshman in college. You can be a completely different person two or three years later. You can be a completely different person two or three weeks later.
2: You know, I was always growing up for my age, and I remember people telling me this when I was 19, and I didn't believe it. But it really is amazing that between the age of 19 and 25, maybe even, I could even push it as far as out to 30 years of age, I changed a lot. My personality changed, my likes and dislikes, my thoughts and feelings on on certain issues changed. So, yeah, you can grow. And you want to make sure that you've pretty much got most of it taken care of before you enter a serious relationship.
1: Right, exactly. Now, we're talking about the guys who break up with the women and the women who break up with the men. But it's funny how sometimes, even though the woman breaks up with the man, the guy caused the breakup. (laughs) And I, I hadn't really thought about that too much. Obviously, the cheating part comes into mind. But I hadn't really thought about how deep this could be until I talked to the next person that we have a cut from.
2: Right. But, you know, I've talked to other men who have told me they've used this, they've used this method before. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I want them the to break up I've with me, it.
1: but I'm, I don't have the guts to break with them my, up with them myself. So I want them to end it.
2: Right. Or I want to continue being friends with her, but if I break up with her, she's not going to want to see me anymore. Or so. she might
1: start stalking you or hating you or, you something. know. So he does something far.
2: that's pretty extreme, something that he knows will cause her to want to leave him.
1: Well, here's a cut from a guy like I said who seems to have that part handled. All right. For better or worse, here we go.
0: Okay, we're here with some other new friends of mine. What's your name? Craig. Craig. Um, when you're in a relationship with a woman, who does the breaking up? Her or you? Usually it's her. Oh no, that's, there's a finally an honest answer. Now why? Because I'm a jerk. Really? It's because you just you don't have any you don't like to respect women or you just not into treating them well, or you're just, what's the deal? Uh, I don't pay them any attention, I guess, after a while. Oh uh, yeah, the whole attracting needy women routine, and you're not really into giving them 24-7 of your time. Right, right, right. So you're cutting them off because of that? I, I guess in a sense, yeah, It's uh, I don't cut them off initially, but just, I guess, through my actions, I cut them off. And then, oh, well, wait a second, you said that they cut you off. so oh, yeah, I mean, they, they eventually leave. Because you just, they want more. Eh, Ignore them. It's football season. (laughs) Fair enough.
2: Thanks.
1: Okay, interesting answer there, but I'm not so sure I believe it. I'm not sure how honest an answer that was.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of like a guy who enjoys a girl's company, and he wants to be himself and do his own thing and just lets her hang around until she's finished with him.
1: Well, I don't know if... I mean, a lot of women really want to spend a lot of time with a guy, but it sounds to me what that guy really needs is a woman who's going to give him some space, and he can give some space to and have a little bit more relaxed of a relationship, especially a friend.
2: I don't know. It sounded to me like he just didn't want a woman in his life.
1: Yeah, it sounded strangely like that also. Yeah. That can be a variety of reasons. But either way, if he's not giving the woman the attention she wants and she breaks up with him, then I think he's the one who precipitated the breakup
2: it could be viewed either way. Either way? Well, she broke up with him because she's not willing to put up with that kind of stuff. If she hadn't, had not broke up with him, they'd still be dating.
1: Well, yeah, especially if she's a weak-willed woman who's willing to put up with something she doesn't want.
2: Right, and he meant to be in a church.
1: Well, there you go. Right. Sometimes women stay with guys who are admittedly dysfunctional.
2: Right, and they know, and the funny thing is this guy knows it.
1: Well, it sounds to me like he just doesn't have a whole lot of himself to give out to women at this point in his life. So, at least women recognize that and they break up with him. Right. Or, you know, maybe he doesn't have the guts to break up with women he doesn't like and hasn't found a woman that he likes. It could have gone a multitude of different directions. Right.
2: There's not enough information.
1: Right. But it is interesting, no matter what, that here's a guy who's figured out how to get women to break up with him without him having to inflict it. Right. Okay. Other things we can talk about here.
2: Okay. What's next?
1: What about if there's kids involved? Hmm. Now... If you are dating someone, not married, and all of a sudden you get involved with the woman or the man and you get involved with their kids and their kids start really liking having you around, isn't that going to make, make it a lot more difficult to break up?
2: Yes, I would imagine it would because you're not just breaking up with the other person. You're also breaking up with their children if you have formed any sort of bond with them at all.
1: And that's not really fair, but it's kind of a fact of life, isn't it?
2: It is. And that's where you exercise caution not to be getting involved with someone's kids until you know. That it's you know, going somewhere. Right. Oh,
1: beautiful, beautiful point. I mean, just like we talked about before, maybe you can get away with having your new friend of the opposite gender meet your kids as long as they're of the same age and you can kind of pass it off as a play date.
2: Right. But that's not always.
1: That's not always feasible. Right. I don't think, what do you think about this? I don't think you should be introducing people to your kids if you're a single parent until you're at least in a steady relationship with someone. I agree. Now, what if you're already married? What if you've had children with someone, you're married to them, and you just don't think the marriage is sustainable or you're just totally, utterly sick of this person? Then what?
2: Well, then that's a personal thing that everyone's going to have to really think twice about.
1: Well, you know, unfortunately, I interviewed a guy recently when we were out yeah. with our mobile podcast, right? who's kind of finding himself in the same position. Oh, my. Yeah, let's listen.
0: What are we doing here? Okay, I'm here with my new
2: friend. What's your name?
0: Nick. Hi, Nick. Uh, obviously, you uh, go out on a date here and there. that? am tired of it. Tired of it? Well, why don't you break up with her? I got my son with her. Ah, okay. So you're not, you're not happy in your relationship. You can't break up because you have a son. Exactly. There you go. Well, my show this week with my wife is actually about breakups. You don't want to stay with a woman either, frankly. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) Gotcha.
2: Well, thanks. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, that is so sad.
1: I know, right? Talk about the ultimate and settling. And now he's got a son who he actually loves enough to want to be a father for and be at home.
2: And be with him all the time that, you know, sometimes it's worth the sacrifice of staying with the family. So you can be with your children. Well,
1: it depends on how bad the situation is. Right.
2: And that each person can evaluate their own ins and outs of everything that's going on in their family life. But if at all possible, stay together.
1: Well, he, he mentioned that he was, wasn't even married to this woman. Right. Yeah, he had just apparently gotten her pregnant. Now he's got a son. She kept the baby, which I give her all the credit in the world for. Right. But now he feels like he's obligated, for the sake of the son, to stay with this woman. And he's settled. So now here you have the ultimate... Ultimate quandary when it comes to breaking up.
0: Yeah. I mean, here
1: we have we we've, we've reached the pinnacle of everything we've talked about here tonight. You've got kids involved. The ultimate way to be completely responsible, you know, there's people who aren't going to like to hear this, but it really is so true. The w- ultimate way to be completely responsible when you're dating is to not enter into a relationship that could physically cause children hello, until you know at least you'd like to spend your life potentially with this person. Right. Otherwise, look at the trouble you get yourself into. Right. And this is why we talk about power monogamy and why we have a brand new site called www.powermonogamy.com. Because, folks, you don't want to ever have to settle for anyone less than who you picture yourself with for the rest of your life. Otherwise, you're going to lead a miserable life and then you're going to have other people involved, namely your children.
2: Right, and they're going to see this as a normal relationship.
1: And then they go on to live the same kind of life.
2: That's right, and we want better for our kids.
1: And everyone listening, that's why Emily and I have started this new website, www.powermonogamy.com. And we thank you all for listening to us so often. We're on our 20th podcast, and every one of them, it seems, just grows exponentially over the one before. So what we've decided to do at the request of several of you is to start a daily mini dating cast.
2: That's right. Tips of the day.
1: Yeah, we call it the Dating Cast Minute, and you can find that at PowerMonogamy.com, and we talk specifically about dating and relationships. Yes. We talk a lot about dating on this podcast and how it might influence relationships, but we also go a little bit deeper on our Dating Cast Minute and have a different topic every day. And, you know, we recorded 72 of them at once, didn't we, Emily? (laughs) We sure
2: did.
1: The better part of an entire workday on that.
2: Oh, yeah. So we got 28... Plenty of information.
1: Yeah, we were on a roll. So go ahead and visit us at www.powermonogamy.com. And um, I think we've talked about just about everything I can think of as far as breaking up or not breaking up.
2: That's right. And, you know, it may be very difficult to break up, but you have to look at the long run, what you want in life ultimately for yourself.
1: And we talked a lot about breaking up because more relationships break up than stay together, and that's for good reason. You should only stay, ultimately, with the person who you are going to be compatible with for the rest of your life.
2: That's right.
1: That's called deserving what you want. And that involves... Happiness. And happiness. It also involves preparing oneself to deserve the person they'll be happy with and being a great mate for that other person. That's right. If you're not capable of being half of a wonderful relationship, you've got to look in the mirror before you can proceed. That's right. It's a simple fact. People don't like to hear that, but you can't just sit around with a life where you don't deserve what you want, waiting for the right person to come along.
2: And expecting someone to accept you the way you are. That's right. Especially somebody great.
1: Especially somebody great. So it's all about, as always, deserving what one wants. we got a couple other things we want to talk to you about here. First of all, www.deservewhatyouwant.com is a brand new look, and we hope you'll go drop by, take a look at it. And...
2: Yeah, it looks sharp. I love it.
1: Yeah, well, see, there's a vote of confidence right there. Then go for sure to www.myspace.com front slash x underscore and underscore y. That's what was left by the time I got there. And please make friends with us on MySpace. And we got some pictures of the wedding up there. Some of you were interested in that. Some of you couldn't care less. But either way, we got pictures up there for you. You'll also get to see Emily doing her Rachel Ray imitation of tasting something and thinking it's absolutely wonderful. (laughs) Like she does on her, her $40 a day shows, which I go crazy for. So now my own wife does that. And this was kind of a photo sequence we took from our honeymoon. Hilarious. Also go to www.frapper.com, F-R-A-P-P-R.com, and please and pin, pin yourself. And on the mat. Oh, absolutely. We love to see where everybody is who's listening to us. And finally, um, episode number two of the Mr. Nice Guy Show, soon to be renamed Nice Guys Need Love Too. Uh, starting my starring my alter ego Justin B Frenzione and Mr Nice Guy, mm-hmm. that feed is feeds.feedburner.com/front/slash/dating-number-four-men. Dating for men, and you will find the Mr Nice Guy show feed on there. We're on our second episode, and feedback's been great. And uh, you'll definitely see a different side of us. It's a comedy podcast on really how not to attract women by being a nice guy. Right. So there you go, and as always, we thank you for listening. Vote for us on Podcast Alley, and we'll hit you up again next week. on. Been
2: fun. Oh, yeah,
1: it has been fun. This has been a good one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll hit you up next week here on the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast. Until then, be good.
2: And have fun.
0: Hello there. I'm a famous real estate entrepreneur. Yeah, and I'm his brother. And, and we, we talk, talk exactly alike. alike. But the important thing here is that you listen to X and Y on the fly with Scott and Emily, because those two really know their stuff. Yeah, just like my brother said. Since we started listening to Scott and Emily, we both had more dates than we can handle. So thank you, Scott and Emily.
2: All my life I've been a lonely man Looking for love all over this land i find everybody, yeah, i go check out girl at the grocery
1: store She was just looking for a million Copyright 2007, X and Y Communications. Be sure to visit Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. Also, be sure to get their free daily mini-podcast, The
0: Dating Cast Minute, at www.powermonogamy.com.